one. And it has started. Okay. Good afternoon, Monty. Hello, how are you? Absolutely awesome. You? Doing great. Hello from uh, sunny South Florida. Sunny South Florida. How is the weather out there? It's actually uh, quite beautiful. It's sunny, and uh, actually we had a little cold front, so uh, it's about uh, 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, are you busy? You should be. I'm absolutely swamped going through the uh, um, auction submissions and getting ready for the NamesCon uh, convention and uh, the live and uh, online auctions. So very, very busy. So before we jump into the auctions, if you could tell a little bit about yourself, please. Sure. Um, well, I got into the domain name business in 1995. Um, I was one of the first pioneers in the domain auction and uh brokerage business. Uh, I created the first online brokerage site for our, uh, for customers and for our own names in 1995-1996. Uh, uh, pioneered the first live and online auctions. I'm the former founder and president of uh, Moniker.com and Snapnames.com and uh, sold my business to uh, Oversee.net and ran the domain sponsor division for them uh, for three years. And then started right of the dot um, after my contract was up and uh, kept doing live and online auctions and high-end brokerage uh, ever since. So uh, I've sold more than $500 million worth of domain names over the 25 years I've been in the business. Oh, sorry. Uh, did you say more than $500 million? Yes. God. Yeah, of, of, of everybody else's names, <laughs> not my own, <laughs> or else I probably wouldn't be doing this anymore. <laughs> can, I ask you the, can I ask you the story of WallStreet.com? WallStreet.com? Yes, absolutely amazing name. And yeah, well, that was one of the that was the first million dollar sale for the industry that happened in um, in April of uh, 1999. Um, uh, I was uh, I registered over 2,000 domain names between 1995 and 1999, and decided that it was um, better to actually attract a bunch of customers that also registered really good names like me that yes. didn't have any way of selling them. So uh, I created an online auction system um, and a, uh, a bidding format. And uh, we went out and seeked high profile domain names from, um, from sellers. And then I partnered up with, uh, with a company that was also trying to work on, on wallstreet.com. And then we brought it to market and, uh, and then sold it to actually a casino business in St. Casino. Yeah. So the, the, you would think that it would be a financial institution and they were, yes. there were financial institutions that were bidding on it, but the end, uh, the winning bidder actually converted the domain name and turned it into a betting site on whether the stock market was going to go up or down every day. Wow. And it was part of a St. Kitts uh, casino. So uh, it's actually sold a couple times after that. Um, um, I was involved in the second sale, but it sold two As well. times. Yes. And what was the price for the second time? Uh, well, the first price was uh, yes. just over a million bucks. So it was okay. $1.03 $1. million. The second time it was uh, like $1.7 million. Um, but I heard it just recently. It's been on the market again uh, for that. Okay. And then later on that year, we sold the first $2 million domain name, which was autos.com in auction. Um, and it was, an oh. online, it was an online auction as well. And after those two sales in 1999, um, it really validated the domain name industry right before the recession and the internet crash. And so it was really weird and ironic timing that um, two or three big domain names would sell like that. And then all of a sudden the internet was in question on whether it was going to survive or not. 
when the uh, internet crashed in 1999. And how did you register those names? I remember I, I did build my first website in 99, I think. And it was, it was a tough knot. Yeah, well, I, I started registering names in 1995 um, and registered a couple thousand names between 1995 and 1996. I did not register that name. We brokered that name on behalf of a seller. Okay. So it was a, a seller that we went out and same with autos.com. We went out and um, we were the only, I mean, I was the only person in, in, in the industry at the time that was really selling domain names in the aftermarket. And so uh, we had a compelling um, you know, story to tell and uh, we went out and did cold calling and uh, picked up the phones and, and uh, called companies and, and, and end users and seeing if they wanted to get their domain name. This is before Google and Yahoo and internet advertising. There was only a couple big internet companies on the web at that time. Netscape was the uh, browser of choice. Uh, oh, God, I do remember those times. Yes. <laughs> and CopyServe were the, were your uh, platforms. AOL is just starting to send discs out on uh, in the mail. Uh, we were working on modems, not high-speed uh, dial. You know, they were we were high. We were on dial-up lines at the time. So. Alta Vista, yep, <laughs> Lycos, uh, um, uh, all kinds of uh, search engines uh, from from A to Z. <laughs> so uh, I understand that you are the man to go if you if somebody wants to put something on the auction. Well, we, uh, I pioneered um, um, online auctions back in, in the early, late 90s. And then um, in 2004, um, uh, a customer of mine and also a good friend, uh, Rick Schwartz, started a conference called Traffic. And the Traffic Conference, first Traffic Conference was here in Delray, Florida, which is just about 30, 30 minutes up the road. And there was about 200 uh, domain industry professionals that got together and we created the first real domain conference, I guess. Uh, there was a there was a gathering a year before that in San Francisco, um, but the first real conference was uh, um, in the early 2000, like 2003, 2004. And uh, we put up domain names on a board and uh, let people uh, put up their domain names on a board. And then people came and wrote in their bids, kind of like a kind of like a silent auction um, okay, okay. scenario. And it was on a big display and we sold something like 50 or $60,000 worth of domain names in that first go around. And then I, I was familiar with Christie's and Sotheby's auctions at the time for art and wine and, you know, cars and stuff. And I was like, what if we brought a live auctioneer to the next conference and treated the domain name, like it was a really valuable asset, which it is, Um, you know, we, we kind of turned domain names from uh, commodities to assets. And uh, by doing so, I went and found um, uh, an antique auctioneer that was here locally, uh, an older gentleman, um, and uh, he had a good sense of humor, and um, he um, he decided to come on board with me. I gave him about a week lesson on what domain names were and, and you know, told him, like, just pretend this is a piece of valuable art or a, or a valuable antique, and even though you see a name on the board, um, you know, treat it as if it's the most valuable piece of art, and uh, the next year we came in with a live auction that was projected basically on a, on a, you know, a screen, you know, through a PowerPoint presentation. Yes. And, um, and we did the second auction, uh, in 2005 and, um, and there was no online component. It was just everybody in the room with their paddles. You know, they had pieces of paper with a number written down and we sold uh, about three or $400,000 worth of domain names that second year. The third year it started to increase obviously. And then I, I hooked up with a, live auction system 
that ran the back end for Christie's auctions. And I went and spent uh, a couple of days with them in Tampa. That's where they're based. And I converted their system to do domain names. And then from that point on, we used that system through last year, every year. And I did auctions all over the world and various conferences, um, not only domain conferences, but I was at the SEO conferences. I was at SMX. I was at ad tech. I did adult, um, uh, the adult industry auctions. I did uh, the gaming uh, affiliate uh, convention auctions, casino affiliate convention. I did the dating convention uh, auction. So we segmented all the domain names for those particular industries and then, you know, brought these names to each of these conferences and held a live auction on site. Um, and I brought in and flew in the live auctioneer and it made the conference more exciting and, and people got true assets for uh, their online presence during these conferences. So obviously that um, carried forth as I started Moniker and, uh, and I, I conducted sometimes uh, between nine and 15 auctions a year around the world, all in all domain name auctions in different market segments, uh, you know, in all those different market segments in Europe, Asia, and also the United States, of course. And, um, and we became pretty uh, famous for that and very successful and sold tens of millions of dollars with the domain names. Now, at the same time, I was running Snap Names um, in 2007 through 2010. So we were doing online, um, you know, expiration auctions of domain names at the same time. So we were collecting a lot of data on what domain names sell for, um, who, who the end user buyers are. And so it got more and more successful because of that. And then um, I sold, uh, you know, I sold Moniker uh, to Oversee.net. We did some of the big auctions at their conferences uh, that were in LA and uh, in, in Amsterdam and a couple other places, <coughs> excuse me. And then um, as right of the dot, when I started right of the dot to help consulting with some of the new TLDs that came into the market, um, uh, Richard Lau uh, from NamesCon who created NamesCon came to me and said, Hey, how would you like to do an auction at our domain conference and be the auctioneer for that? And that's uh, how that started five or six years ago. And so we're the main auction house for all the uh, uh, the big domain conferences uh, still to this day. So we have a partnership with NamesCon and uh, have sold, uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of domain names. And now we have four or 500 people in the room with paddles. And then we have a couple hundred people online bidding at the same time. And we have a true market uh, uh, valuation system going on because there's domain investors, there's private equity firms and, and venture capital firms along with end users all bidding on uh, these valuable assets. And uh, so there's, there's a good market for it still to this day. And how do you get those four to 500 people in the room? Well, at NamesCon, there's uh, between 1,000 and 1,200 or 1,300 people that come to the conference. Okay. A lot of them come to the conference to participate in the auction. So um, it's usually the first or second day of that conference. Is It's one of the main events. So we hold the live auction in the room. We provide, uh, you know, food and beverage and uh, people come in and raise their paddles. And then there's people online bidding at the same time. So we already have a captive audience because people are coming in from all over the world to attend the conference. So um, that's why we do the auction there. Any champagne, wine? Oh, yeah. Champagne, wine. Of course. Good, good, uh, good open bar, food. Um, you know, when people are drinking and bidding on names, it's more fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have to admit that I've been at one of the um, domain, domain name uh, auctions. Yeah. I think it was organized. Uh, it was in Europe. I think it, the organizers were ABN or something like that. 
That's yeah, I, I did the AVN options uh, and and the, all the affiliate, you know, the affiliate convention conferences, and it it was it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible, absolutely horrible. The names okay. were rubbish. Have have just was it was it was it our auction? No, 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 no. It was oh, a master, a webmaster access. Oh, so. okay, okay, yeah. So a lot of people have tried. A lot of people have tried to duplicate the live auction, but you know it's very hard to do. You have to. It's a good idea. Yes. Yeah, it's a good idea because it brings um, it brings fluidity to the market where it's it's kind of stagnant. You know, I mean, you can put names up on platforms and uh, bidding platforms uh, and hope that people come to your names. But when you have a live auction, and I personally go through every single domain name that's submitted um, and do give it the eyeball test. You know, I've been doing it for so long. So for this auction, for example, there's been forty eight thousand names or something submitted, and I have to weed that down to you know forty thousand names, forty eight thousand names to date. There'll be over 55,000 names before we start. Um, and so I have to pick out what I think is going to have a market value. Um, you know, I don't get it right all the time, but I'm pretty good at it. And, um, and what and, is your selection process? Well, it, it goes off of, um, pre, you know, we, we, first of all, we test the names. We put it up on our platform. We look at traffic. We look at bid interest. We look at click-through rates. We look at um, keyword value, uh, PPC value. Um, uh, I have a... I have over a million, 1.5 million um, domain name uh, database of previous sales. So we can match up keywords that have pre- that has previous sold in auction or on, you know, in, in ex- expiration auctions. Yes. Um, uh, I've conducted over 500,000 appraisals. So I know what domain names are worth for the most part. Um, so names are selected by a quality of name. Um, of course, what reserve price, you know, if there's a good name and it's, it's, it's priced out of market. It doesn't make any sense to put it in into auction if it's not going to sell and just waste a spot. But if, um, if it's priced at low reserve and the, the market decides what the value is, and then there's bidding competition, um, that's the key is, uh, that's what, how auctions are successful is that if you have a value, an asset, um, and you price it fairly or underprice it and let the bidding war decide what the market value is, it tends to go up above expected reserves. Because you have human nature and human behavior that um, the thrill of winning, um, you know, the time invested. And when you're when you're investing and you're bidding back and forth on an auction, you want to win that auction. You want to win that that asset. And so that's why auctions are successful um, um, most of the time. Uh, And domain names are no different. It works the same way. So I encourage our submitters to submit names at the lowest possible reserves or at no reserve and let the market decide what the value is at. And we definitely have the market. Um, 50, 53% of our names are sold to end users. So that means end wow. user corporations and end, end user buyers are buying them. Even though there's uh, domain investors in the room, they also have a chance to get the names as well. So you have a good uh, mix between uh, end users and domain investors and, um, you know, newcomers to the market, all bidding on names that they're interested in. Okay, here's the first comment. And good afternoon or good morning or good evening to everybody. And one and the only, the auction guard, the domain guard, Monte Khan. Yeah. And, and I see uh, Lars uh, said Moniker rocked. I know. Um, I started Moniker out of my bedroom uh, in 1997 nah. and uh, brought it to uh, to a real company. And uh, and uh, we, we did things a little bit different. We handled domain names like assets instead of commodities. And we were the first company to monetize domain names through traffic monetization and then use domain name sales and brokerage and auctions to monetize those names. And then we provided a really good registration uh, system that did oh. bulk registrations. And 
And actually, uh, I, I, I actually had this thought that Monica was all about the privacy and yeah. all about managing proper domain portfolios. That yes, they don't get stolen and stuff like that. So if yeah. you had something valuable, you would go. They, a person would go to Monty. Exactly. So we created a a theft protection system uh, that was second to none. We were the only registrar that never had a domain theft, and um, we had you know I can't tell all the secret sauce, but there was a lot of hands on and automation behind that. Um, I invented who is privacy for the entire industry. Uh, for a client named Yan Yi, uh, who used to be the biggest and most valuable domainer in history. He sold his portfolio to Marchex uh, in 2004 for 164, $165 million. Anyway, he was getting solicited constantly and we created, uh, we created um, a, a privacy service and a who is privacy service that um, screened out spam and solicitations and uh, became the standard in the industry. And now everybody uses it. Um, so now, now privacy is everywhere, uh, but it was created at Moniker, um, based off of the needs of certain clients that didn't want anybody to know who they were. And just like having your names, uh, you know, just like having a phone number privately listed in the phone book and not knowing who that is. So we provided that service. We were very innovative. When I ran Moniker, we created and invented a lot of things, including bulk domain management. You could manage thousands of names and, and do bulk changes on DNS and contact changes. No one was able to do that. We had um, um, uh, shortest time to live on, on DNS and uh, had, you know, a whole server farm in our office that ran DNS and uh, brought names up faster than anybody else. And, um, and of course, the combination of, of registration, monetization and sales all kind of um, circling and looping together help people have a true like money market account at a registrar, except it was a registrar for domain names. And so we did it differently. And now, you know, lots of companies have copied all that, like Uni Registry and, uh, and uh, even GoDaddy does some of that now. Even. I understand yeah. that you have actually partnered up with GoDaddy. Yeah. So, so GoDaddy, of course, um, um, through acquisition, not on purpose, but through acquisition kind of owns Namescon. So for three or four years, I've been, yeah. So GoDaddy owns the Namescon conference, but it was through an acquisition of, of, of uh, hosting Europe. Uh, they're, they're hosting Europe uh, acquisition. The hosting Europe group um, owned Namescon, and then they bought hosting Europe for their hosting system. It just so happened that Namescon was part of that um, that acquisition. So it only makes sense that um, the largest domain registrar and services company should be involved in the you know in the auction process. So um, I made the switch this year to uh, move off of Namejet and move on to GoDaddy as the pre bidding platform and the post auction what we call the extended auction platform we're still doing the live auction with a new system called proxy bid which is the one of the largest online um, live auction systems so um, i made that change as well this year and um, so anyway excited to have godaddy on board and uh, they've been a good partner and um, and they have a lot of uh, of bidders and users and end users uh, also but corporations and small businesses that uh, have been participating in pre-bidding so uh Excited to have them on board and working with them this year. So now we'll jump to the few questions. And to everybody who is watching, so we've got 16 people watching live. You are most welcome to ask your questions to Monty about your domain names. And maybe even you can ask, you, you can submit your best domain name and ask, hey, can it be accepted into a name scan? <laughs> well, it's getting a little bit late in the process, so it has to be right away. But, um, you know, I'll throw a couple important links out there so people can see okay. what's, you know, going on. But 
Um, if you go to rotd.com, you can um, get information. If you click on the NamesCon auction link, you can get all the information you need on how to participate in remote bidding. If you're not going to be able to attend the NamesCon conference, it gives information about attending the NamesCon conference. It gives the link on how to submit names, how to participate in buying names. All that's right there at the rotd.com uh, website slash uh, uh, NamesCon auction. So you can see it in the top uh, menu bar. If you want or, to see or in the description of this video as well. I've put it in already. Oh, okay, good. It's there. And then um, and then if you want to see what's going on in pre-bidding, which which isn't the live auction yet, but it's oh. names that everybody's expressed interest in, you go yes. to uh, auctions.godaddy.com and you'll see a banner right at the top and it clicks. Can you, can you show us? Can you show us, please? Uh, sure. Where I, I know that we did experiment quickly about sharing the screens and all right, so share the screen. Yes. All right, and then I can just type in the tab. Of course. All right. Let us see. If, if the tab doesn't work, we can go with the whole. Okay, yes. okay there we Fantastic. are. Awesome. All and right. Let me remove the less important things. And here we go. Yes. Yeah, so right here is an example of uh, some of the most popular domain names uh, that are in auction right now. Um, so it's you can see it organized by bidders or by price. Uh, okay. Uh, you can just click on any one of these top tabs and you can see them, uh, what names are getting the most interest. So add.com, add.com has a price of $201,000 already. Uh, my apologies, Monty. Uh, can we go to the very beginning? Uh, so once we go to the GoDaddy, where, where did you get this link from? Okay, so if you go to auctions.godaddy.com. Okay, yes. So uh, th this, this auction will appear there as well. Well, yeah, if you go there, you'll see a banner right at the top of the page okay. and it says... Uh, NamesCon auction, uh, okay. NamesCon right of the dot auction. You click that banner and you'll go right to our auction. It's Thanks. called Event Seven, so that's what the uh, Event Seven. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So add dot com. Yeah. Oh, should I go back? Yes, of course. Yes, of okay. course. All right. So let me go back. All right. So um, if you if you can you see that screen right there? Yes. All right, so add.com, I, I just selected it by top bid price, but you can also select it by um, by the number of offers. Um, so the, the names of the top offers is shirts.com, for example, has 98 bids already. Now, what's behind wow. the scene uh, with GoDaddy is that you don't only have bidders, but you also have something called watchers, So um, which you cannot see on this screen, but we have access to that information. So... It might be that somebody don't want to, doesn't want to place a bid yet, but they want to watch it because they want to participate when it goes live. So um, there's bidders and offers, and then there's watchers, which are not shown here. Uh, and there's tons of watchers on all these names as well. So um, we feel that we have a, you know, a good selection of names with a lot of action here. There's uh, over 55 names that have hit reserve already. Um, a lot of them are at no and low reserve. So there's a good chance to get names there at a great prices. And then, of course, there's some great names um, um, that are one word. Here's a one word, uh, one letter dot de name x dot de uh, that has 46 bidders on it and tons okay. of watchers already. So 11,000. And what is the minimum for the x dot de? Well, it's it's a lot more than that, but uh, the the current bid price doesn't indicate what the end user sale is going to be because it's just what the current pre bids are. So this is not really an auction yet. It's just in yes. pre bidding. Just just pre bidding. So, so what this is showing is that um, 
this is showing that there's a lot of interest in all these names. So this is just like kind of an indication Absolutely. of interest sheet. So it's not a live auction yet. It's not an online auction yet. People are bidding because they're interested in it. So um, once it goes to auction, obviously this is all going to pick up and, um, and a lot of these are going to, you know, hit reserve or exceed reserve. And so, all these people will check the, all the other names as well. Yeah. So everybody that's part of these auctions, all these bidders, you know, from page to page to page, which there's, um, you know, I think there's over a thousand or so bidders or something, even more. Um, they'll all get notices uh, over the next uh, couple of days on how to participate in the live uh, auction online and the extended auction. So what we do is we take this this information and plus all the testing information I've been doing, and I'm going to select 125 names from this list. The 120, 125. Now, remember, I, I had 48,000 names submitted so yes. far. I had, I had to take 800 names from 48,000 and put them into this platform. Then from this, okay. plat, then from this platform, I'm going to select 125 names that I think are going to work in the live auction. And then the remaining names um, that are left in this list are going to go to what's called the extended auction. So the extended auction runs through February 14th, and that gives another two weeks of online bidding for all those names that you see here that aren't selected for the live auction. In the live auction, we're going to have probably 50 or 60% of the names sell in live auction. And then the remaining of the names that didn't sell will come back to this platform and then be part of the extended auction. So it will give us another two weeks to close um, more sales through this um, extended auction platform. Can I ask you why people are putting in the bids right now? Because they're, they want to participate in the live or online auction. So they're getting all signed up and, and putting in oh. their, and they're putting in their indication of interest. So, so actually that, that is how you apply for live auction. Or, yeah, well, yeah, you have to sign up for a GoDaddy account um, and you have to be qualified to bid, bid. So that's one reason. And the other reason is, is because these people are interested in these names. And so, um, even though the live auction hasn't started yet, and you can see that it says time left to the right, it says 24 yes. days. So that means from this point to the end of the extended auction, uh, there's 24 days left. So, but, but, um, next Thursday at 4:30 central time. Yes. Um, that's when the live auction will start and it will be in Austin, Texas at NamesCon. So there'll be, you know, a thousand people at the conference, 500 of them will be in the room. And several hundred of them will have bit, you know, paddles in their hands and bidding. And then many of the people that couldn't attend the auction uh, or couldn't attend the conference will have the opportunity to bid online using our online bidding platform. So um, you can sign up for that by going to rotd.com and hit the NamesCon uh, live auction link. Uh, I'm sorry, the NamesCon um, uh, right of the dot auction. And it will give you uh, the link to how to sign up for um, our proxy bid live Bidding system. Monty, uh, the auction says 24 days. Uh, now we have, now we are on January 21st. Yeah. The auction day is 31st, is it? No, it's, the, it's the 30th. 30th. Okay. So, so the reason why it says 24 days is because that's the last day of the extended auction. So there'll okay. be, there'll be 120 names from this list that will go to live auction on the 30th. The rest, the rest of the names will stay in this auction and then go into what's called the extended auction, and that will start as soon as the live auction is over. But, but still, a person doesn't need to put any bets to participate on 30th. Well, for, or, the, live auction, for the live auction, you do. 
Yeah, but you're not going to be bidding on this platform anymore. You're going to be moving to the live auction system. Okay. So 120 names will be removed from the system and go to the live auction. And everybody who ever expressed interest on it or put a bid on it or is watching it will get information on how to bid remotely and online to participate in that auction. Okay. So Lars is saying. Okay. All right. So I should uh, go back to the screen. Okay. Yes. Okay, so it says we're conducting a very important domainer meet in Amsterdam in March called the Black Label Appreciation Group. Okay. What on? Okay, I can't see the rest of the message, but um, oh, we'd love to see you there. Okay, well, it's possible. I come. What? Uh, what? I got to know what date it is on the in March. I'm I'm heading to. Uh, I'm going to be out of town March third through the eighth, but um, don't know when that is. But I'd be happy to participate if I can. from the inform? No. I don't know. No, no. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, let, let's jump to the few other questions uh, on the forum. Uh, Castian, who a nickname, Castian, uh, he says that he's the managing director of dnforum.com, says, ask, ask Monty if he is up for meeting for me and Oliver in Amsterdam next month. In Amsterdam next month? Yes. In February? So that, that's February, yes. Yeah, that's that's possible. Um, I, I, mean, I have a lot of travel going on in February, but if uh, anybody wants to shoot me an email um, with any information or questions or whatever, you can at uh, Monty, M-O-N-T-E, at rightofthedot.com. So um, uh, everybody, most everybody has my email, but um, Monty, right. M-O-N-T-E, at rightofthedot.com. Come on, you own this, R-O-T-D.com. Why does everybody have to type in the long name? Um, because that's our main brand. I, I, I used ROTD.com as a shortener just for the auction stuff. So, and, and brokerage. Not, not, not for the emails now. Yeah. I, I'll still get emails at ROTD.com too, but, um, but it's easier just to do Monty at right of the dot.com. Or, uh, what is the best, the very best domain name you have yourself? And probably you don't want to sell. Is there one? Um, I've got a lot of healthcare names and a lot of, um, um, I've got a lot of medical healthcare names. I, I mean, I'm open to selling for any of the, you know, any of the names I have. Uh, I have a lot of domain industry names. It's, it's hard to say which one I sold one of my premium assets in the auction last year or the year before, uh, stop.com and yeah, stop.com, which is a word that everybody sees every single day while they're driving or, um, on the web or in words. Um, uh, you know, I made it, I made a choice several years ago, you know, back in the late nineties and early two thousands that I wasn't going to go and acquire, um, more and more names like everybody else did and compete with my own customers. So I decided to go, how can I serve those that are like me that have a bunch of domain names and make it easier for them to manage, sell, auction, monetize, uh, broker and created companies and, and platforms around that. So one would say that if I chose the other route, I might have uh, I might have a lot more money in my pocket. Uh, but it's been very successful for 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 me and and the people that have worked for me all these years. All my brokers from the past happen to be now having their own brokerage businesses, and uh, we, we're friendly competitors. But you know, I, I created uh, help create an industry with a bunch of brokerage houses now that uh, you know that I helped start, and now they all are feeding their families on brokering domain names. So it's pretty it's pretty nice that. The industry has gone from, you know, one company, which was ours, that did the first brokerage. Now there's many, many companies brokering domain names and selling them. So that's pretty cool. Okay. So Lars says, yes, Castian, that's him. 
So that's in that's in March, not February then. Yes. Okay, in, in March. So I just need to know what the dates are, and if I can't make it, I'm, um, but we'll we'll uh, I'll do the best I can to make it. I love Amsterdam, so. Oh, Amsterdam is awesome. Yeah, it's a great city. Yes. So uh, let us see. Uh, name pros. Uh, Shopbydomain.com. Oh, God. <laughs> his, his question is, when is Namecon moving to other regions? Well, uh, actually, um, so I don't run the Namescon conference, but um, uh, Namescon moved for the first time from Las Vegas to Austin, Texas. So it did change venues this year. I don't know how long we're gonna that they're gonna stay in Austin, Texas, but they did do their they did do a European auction. I mean, a European show uh, in um, in Portugal uh, last June, and I did an auction there, um, small auction, but it was still good. It still uh, was pretty vibrant and, and uh, active. Um, and I and this year they're going to be going to Germany, I think, um, in the summer. So I'll know. I think they'll announce that at the at the conference um, this year. But they are moving the they are moving a European or you know a second show around different regions for sure. Um, so I think there's going to be one U.S. based show um, like there always has been, and then there'll be a regional European show or maybe an Asian show. Um, you know, also tagged onto that every year. But Namescon will probably announce that this year. Okay. Uh, the next question is quite long, and I will put it on the screen. Okay. It will be easier for you to understand as well. Here you go. Here's a question for you. Internet.domains. So the question is about new generics, new Gs. Yeah. And the question was, how could you advocate for the new Gs very strongly and then shift very strongly away from them? I, I have not shifted away from new TLDs. Um, I, I started a business helping new TLDs uh, uh, become in existence, actually. Um, so um, uh, we were we were really uh, proponents of new TLG, TLDs and certain extensions, obviously. Um, so I helped Dot Club uh, and consulted with them and made them help them be successful and Dot Global and uh, did some work for you know many of the other new TLDs. So um, I, I'm I'm an advocate for it, but. Um, everybody expects the new TLDs to take off immediately and it's going to take time. So even .com took 20 years to get off the ground. Um, so it just takes time and uh, we have to make choices in terms of auctions and sales on what the market is um, interested in for the time being. And so there are some new TLDs sprinkled in the list of domain names that we have for sale. Okay. Um, but it can't, you know, unless I'm doing a new TLD auction, which I've done, um, I did that for .global, I did that for .club. Um, we're one of the biggest sellers of dot club names from, from these auctions and help them, uh, rack up a $300,000 plus sales, uh, because of our auctions because of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, same with dot global. I did a dot global specific auction at I can the I meeting in London. Um, God, what was it? Four or five years ago. And, uh, we held an auction right there during the icon ICANN conference. And so, uh, and, and we've done several other other big sales and dot X Y Z and and so on and so forth. So, and I've helped Uni Registry with a lot of their extensions. How is and, the Europe for you? A bit slow, how, no? How's what? How is the Europe for you? The Europe? Yes. What do you mean the Europe? The Europe uh, European market approach. Oh well, the you know when you hold a con- you know it's different than than holding in the U.S. because then you have in a European conference, for example, or an auction. Yes. You have a you have a diversity of European 
countries and people representing a bunch of different countries. So uh, to select specific names in specific languages and specific country code extensions or TLDs in a European conference is a lot more difficult and tricky than it is if you're, you know, doing a, a U.S. based show where .com is primarily of interest, um, uh, you know, since .com was created by the United States and it became an international domain name. Um, when you get to Europe, which I've done tons of European auctions and conferences, um, again, I did domain conferences in, in Amsterdam and, and affiliate, uh, you know, adult conferences and casino affiliate conventions and, and SEO conferences all throughout Europe and Asia. Um, the European market tends to not spend as much money. They're, they're a little bit um, tighter with their money. Um, and, and, uh, I don't know why, why that is necessarily because they're, you know, sometimes they'll spend some of the biggest money when they're in, in the United States and bidding on auctions, but in Europe, um, you know, we hold our auctions, uh, legally in the United States. So even when we're in Europe you know, VAT tax doesn't apply. Um, so we save on the VAT tax because everything's uh, transacted and transferred within the United States. So, uh, we don't have to worry about that if that's of interest or, or whatever. Even though I did that that domain conference in Portugal, the sales were conducted in the United States. So um, even though even though the live auctions were won in Europe, yes. we, transfers and taking in money comes in, in and out of place in the United States. So we don't have to charge that because of that. Okay, it doesn't make sense. So anyway, to answer your question, it's it is a, it is a it's a I wouldn't say it's a slower market. It's a more complicated and diverse market because. If I'm in Amsterdam, you know, yeah, sure. If I have .nl names and and you know Amsterdam and Netherlands based domain names for that market, and I know that only um, Netherlands attendees are coming, then that's one story. But if people are coming from Austria and Germany and Euro you know United Kingdom and throughout um, Europe, then I have to be conscious about all those other extensions, country code extensions, different extensions, and um, you only have a small segment of each conference that represent those countries instead of a broad audience that represents the United States, for example. So, you know, it's more complicated uh, for sure. And so the auctions tend to be smaller in terms of dollar, um, um, in terms of, you know, total dollar sold, yes. but the percentages are the same. I just put lower dollar and different types of domain names in. So our percentages of sales is about the same. It's over 50%, which is good. Um, it's just a lower, lower overall value. Okay. And meanwhile, we can ask if Lars is still... Lars, do you want to put up a domain on Namescan to represent DN Forum? I'm nailing down the, the live list uh, like at the end of this week. So uh, um, only a handful of names are being added to the list at this point. Awesome. Uh, so the next question is from Cool Jub. Jub. I wonder what Monty thinks about the takeover of .org. Um, I, I worked with .org a lot, um, back in the day. So we were, we were one of the top sellers of .org names when I ran Moniker and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of neutral to what's going on. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of banter back and forth about what directions it's going to, but you know, .org is allowed to sell their extension. It's, uh, um, you know, even though it's a, um, it was designed to be a nonprofit extension. It's uh, it never ended up to be that way. It was never enforced by I ICANN to, to be a nonprofit only domain name. So as everyone knows, you can operate a for-profit business on a .org, a .net and a .com. Um, even though the first initial attempt, uh, you know, the intent was that .org would be for nonprofits and NGOs and, uh, and, and, you know, organizations. Uh, 
that were really nonprofit and .NET was for networks and networks of people and companies. And then .com was for commercial or commerce for profit. Yes. Um, .org was still allowed to operate that way. So I know everybody's bashing it, but you know, the, the company that, um, that owned .org, uh, was totally allowed to sell to the, to, oh, um, so would I like to see .org continue in a, in a, um, uh, for the public type offering and, and for a good purpose, of course. Um, and it has the best potential to do that. Um, there's also some, also some new TLDs that, uh, serve that purpose. Like, uh, there is a .ngo, um, you know, domain name now and, uh, some other non, you know, some profit, nonprofit domain names that are in, in the new TLD strings. But that extension isn't as, as established. Well, of course, not, not any new extensions are established, you know, the, the, the oldest new extensions, you know, back in the old day, everybody, for, everybody forgot that when there was yes. .com, .net and .org, then came .info and .biz and, and, uh, you know, a number of other extensions that, you know, that tried to make it. And some of them were very successful and store successful. So we're, we sold tons of .info names and .biz names and dot, and dot, uh, you know, all lots of different names, you know, um, Dot TV, which is a yes. you know country code uh, for Tuvalu, which is a sinking island in the middle of the Pacific, uh, became one of the first re re uh, you know reworded domain names from the country code to to meaning television or TV. You know, yes. back in the day, right right when you know dot com was thriving. So you know it's it's you know, it's how, how, how it's marketed and how it's used and how, what, how it's restricted or not restricted, which can make a domain name very successful. I, I do, I am, I am a believer over time that the new generations of users will, will like the new TLDs uh, as much as the existing TLDs or better sometimes. Like my kids, they don't care whether they use a .com or not. They want something that's relevant. So if my daughter is going to be a lawyer, I'm sure she'd be very happy with a .law or .lawyer or .attorney name rather than a .com name and she can't get the, you know, can't get the extension that she wants or the, the keyword in front of it. I think the kids are a bit different. I've got so four daughters. They are talking to Siri only. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't yes. matter, but they're, you know, they're all getting websites too. And so, uh, you know, and starting to start businesses and they're getting things that are more relevant uh, to what they want and Absolutely. they don't, it's, you know, the, the perfect analogy, and I've said this many times, so those of, the, those of you who hear the broadcast or whatever, once upon a time in the United States, we had toll-free numbers. We still have them. There are 800 numbers. Yes. And the 800 number, the, there was an 800, and then there would be a string of, of seven more digits. Those seven more digits, people would go after and get the best digits to spell what the name was. So it would be 1-800-BUY-CARS, B-U-Y-C-A-R-S. And those numbers would correlate on the keyboard, you know, on, on the telephone pad on how that spelled out. So people forgot the phone number, but they would never forget what the word was. That's what domain names were back 25 years ago. So um, the 800 numbers ran out. All those buy cars and buy car and see, doc, you know, doctors and 100, um, you know, flowers and all that stuff. As soon as those numbers were gone, they then came up with an 888. And then there was buy cars and then an 877 and an 866 and 855 and 833. And now there's 20 toll free numbers, all with the string buy cars. And they're all registered by different people. So if you look at the domain name industry, it's the same thing. Once upon a time, there was .com, then .net and .org. 
and then dot info and dot biz. And then now there's dot cars and dot sex and dot help and dot, you know, law and, you know, all these extensions. And so um, it's the same scenario. Um, and, and it was accepted. And of course the 800 number was the first, just like com was the first. So it became the most valuable, but our children don't even use 800 and toll free numbers anymore because they have these and these are all free calls. Yep. So as markets change, so do, so do behaviors. And so do, um, you know, um, um, what's popular and what's not. And I do believe that some of the new extensions will become popular because it's relevant. And, you know, our children don't care whether it's an 800 number or it's a dot com. They want relevancy and something that's quick and easy. I mean, a lot of their apps are on dot IO and dot and all these other extensions that are, you know, made for them to made made easier and they don't know what it means. Um, so anyway, that's my advocacy for new extensions over time. It's just going to take time. And because there's a thousand of them all at one time, you know, it's going to be like any other business model. There'll be the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule. And some of them will be very, very successful and some of them will fail and some of them have and some of them will find their way over time. Which, and, ones, uh, which ones are your favorite ones? Let's say top three, top five. Well, I'm, I'm a big proponent of dot .club because, yes. I, because club is spelled club in, in all languages, even in yes. Chinese. So um, the club guys are smart guys. I, 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 I know them personally. They're here in Fort Lauderdale actually. And, uh, there's literally millions of clubs. There's math clubs and chess clubs and sports clubs and, and gambling clubs and, you know, um, family clubs and, you know, almost every word pro- to precursing the word club makes linguistic sense. So you could say, you know, table club, light club, um, you know, car club, you know, almost every dictionary term makes sense in front of the word club. So things that make linguistic sense to me are the most common you know, things that I think are successful domain names. Um, yes. you, c- you cannot uh, mix up with that, with that extension. Yeah. And, and even when you go to China, you see a Chinese word and the d- word club. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you don't see a Chinese word for club because there isn't one it's club, yes. you know, so they have Chinese word VIP and then it's club, you know? Um, so I'm a big proponent of dot club. I think it's, I think it makes sense uh, a lot. I, I think dot web when it comes out is going to be very successful. I think it'll compete with dot com. Uh, yes. There were huge hopes for that one. It, yeah, of course. Cause it makes, it makes linguistic sense yes. uh, to do that. I mean, XYZ is trying to do that. Just being a generic extension. Uh, Daniel Nagari, uh, who is a friend of mine also did, you know, he, he, people, people can uh, say what they want, but um, you know, he's got millions of domain names registered. Uh, because it's a generic term. And and then as soon as uh, Google um, registered their um, corporate name and .xyz, you know, it made, it made more sense to everybody. Um, so things that have linguistic sense or make linguistic sense to me uh, and are non-restrictive are, are, you know, things that I think will be successful, you know, over time. For sure. You see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, then a question from NamePros. Uh, there is a member, Tony K. 2000 like top member VIP from 2007. And he says, I would like, I would like to ask him about his business plans. Monica.com registrar under his leadership was good. Now it is not that good. How about starting a new registrar with Monty as a CEO <laughs> or purchase? Yeah, yeah. I've thought about it. And I, and I actually had the opportunity to take Monica back uh, really? once, or, once or twice. Uh, yeah. So, 
you know, trust me, uh, when you create something that's uh, successful out of your bedroom yes. and turn it into a major company and employ people and uh, put, put, you know, put food on the table for your employees and then you become a, a really a, a, have a great reputation in the domain industry. Um, you know, you hate to see someone else destroy that or, you know, turn it upside down. Um, you know, and uh, have I have I thought twice about, you know, selling the business when I did? Of course I, I did. I, I, you know, when you, when you have something in your heart like that and, and you think that uh, the next phase and the buyer of that business will turn it into something even better because they have more resources. Um, that's why I did that. Cause uh, I joined a organization uh, oversee.net who made a lot of promises that they would take it to the next level. And then they didn't. And um, unfortunately um, they didn't invest the money that they agreed to do so. And then, you no, know, you know, we ultimately ended up in a lawsuit as a result of that and a number of other things. So, um, you learn and you move on and you, uh, and you, and you move on to other things in today's market. I think there's too many registrars to compete with. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of registrars that take it, have taken the moniker model and, and made it successful. Um, you know, uni register, uni registry is a perfect example. They basically took everything I, I pioneered and that's fantastic. That's Frank what your registry is. Yeah, Frank Schilling, you know, voice. took took, yes. took what we did and he turned it into what he did. Um, and a lot of other companies did that with monetization that we did and a lot of our things that we pioneered. So I'm glad that we put some standards in the industry that are used today and uh, and common practice. But um, to start another new registrar and try to get everybody to move their domain names over after they're all with, you know, various registrars, it's it's really hard to do. And then build that brand loyalty again and offer, you know, when we were, when we were doing the, when we were registrar, we were pioneering things that were never yes. invented before. And that's what made it exciting. And unfortunately that, that innovation is, I, I don't see it in the, in the domain in this industry right now. So there's a lot of companies making attempts at it, but I haven't seen some of the things that we used to do, you know, that were revolutionary. Um, the, the good news is though, is that domain names have gained, uh, value over time and they've proven that they belong in our, um, in our e-commerce circle. Um, and, um, and so that's, uh, that's a good thing. And, and I'm glad that we helped put our stamp and our, we, we helped do that for everybody. And, you know, we were one of the first ones to take a domain name and take it from being a commodity to an asset by doing resales and auction sales and brokerage sales and monetization. And, and, uh, you know, we made a lot of people a lot of money, which is good. Like like your former guest Paige Hal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, last week. Oh, Paige is awesome. Yeah, he's one of my favorite guys. Paige was struggling with uh, domain parking, and you have experience in that. Well, yeah, we had one of the first domain parking companies um, to do, but parking is not the same as it used to be uh, because Google controls that revenue stream. So, you know, back in the day, you know, I, I, we had our first parking platform before Google was Google uh, in 2000, I think, and um, and monetized parking links uh, for our customers back then. So, um, um, but parking, you know, obviously there's a place for parking still. It still makes money. Uh, parking Crew is one of my favorite companies to work with. They just got acquired by Central Nick. Yes. Um, and we have a special platform on Parking Crew, uh, not to, to monetize so much, but to monitor I like their tools for monitoring the value of domain names and traffic and click-through rates and uh, and the bid forms that we use that can tell me um, what names get the most interest and what names um, float to the top in terms of uh, our process of choosing names for the live auction. I use their tools a lot. Okay. Uh, 
Um, so parking has its place because it still uh, gives a page that has relevant uh, linguistic click-through um, uh, data that's valuable for a domain name. So, um, you know, if you have a linguistic, good linguistic domain name, you're going to, you're going to see in parking, not necessarily so much in money as much, as much as you did in the past. Uh, cause it's probably 10% of what it used to be, but, but you get good, important data from that, um, information, you get right. click through relevance and, uh, and you know what the RPM is and you know what the, what the value of that click is, uh, if it does get clicked on and you can use that as a sales tool. Okay, and so, and returning to the question, your future plans, maybe something brave and there. Uh, well, I'm, 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 I, I do broker very high end domain names still. And, uh, and I do do the auction for NamesCon and, uh, I'll probably do one or two auctions, uh, you know, like this year, um, just like with NamesCon, I'll probably do their European auction as well. Um, I have a lot of things going on outside the domain industry. I've, uh, I'm, I've got a property in Costa Rica and, yes. uh, I have an adventure park there with a the zip line and uh, uh, zip lines and animal sanctuary. That's really oh, that's fantastic. one of the best in the world. And I'm an investor in that. And we're opening up a, a really high end beach club uh, down there uh, on the beach, like a Nikki beach style beach club uh, that's going to be opening up in the next uh, year or so. And uh, we have a big rental villa there that uh, we rent out. That's a really luxurious villa. That's uh, has a beautiful view of the ocean and sunset. And, um, I have my hands in, in, in a restaurant here in town and a hotel and some other things. Um, awesome. uh, other than that, I'm, I'm enjoying my kids and getting them out of the house to go off to college and, uh, and uh, getting ready to go skiing in February and uh, traveling a little bit and enjoying my, uh, my family and my, and my friends and my life. Fantastic. Um, uh, before we go to the next question, uh, do you need to see your dog or something? So, Sorry, what? Uh, is your dog fine? Yes. My dog? Yes. Your dog was oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. I have a couple of dogs here. They're, they're barking. <laughs> so here is another question. And the main thing is down there where Monty sees the main again, five or 10 to 20 years from now. Mm, that's a good question. Yes. Well, I do, I do see, um, more relevancy for new TLDs, um, for sure. Um, um, you know, as more and more companies are coming into existence and more startups, they're going to be looking for domain names that meet their needs and that have linguistic value. So that's where new TLDs are going to start to, to um, come into play. I'm not, I'm not saying that .com names are not going to stay important. Of course they will, because just like the 800 number story I just told, all, yes. those, all those Fortune 500 companies that have 800 numbers still um, have their 800 numbers and they still use them. Um, but what becomes more relevant is things that, you know, that are more relevant to, to, to their business practices and how they use the domain name. So um, I do see new TLDs picking up in value and in, in importance um, over the next five to 10 years. Um, I, I believe it or not, you know, I think that the current corporate market has been stagnant in terms of how important their domain names are. And now they're starting to see that. So there's a lot more transactions going on that are, are relevant, both in private and in, in public. So even today, there's more uh, domain transactions happening than happened, uh, you know, five years ago. Um, so I, I think that will continue. Um, um, uh, you know, traffic on the web in general is supposed to increase by four times in the next five years. So um, wow. four, four times the Internet traffic in the next five years and Internet users are going to double. 
So, um, so double the users four times the traffic, yes. four to five times the traffic. Um, um, uh, continents like Africa, which is only 17 or 18% penetrated on the web, will become a lot more important and a lot more valuable. So the African market, I believe, will, will start to emerge in, um, in the internet in general, which means that domain names for them will become more important. Um, 80% of their access to internet is on mobile phones in, yes. in Africa. And so they're not using laptops and, and, and iPads and stuff like that because they never had access to them. Uh, but their mobile phones are. So there'll be more mobile uh, reliant access and, uh, and um, access to websites and, and, and mobile um, viewing of website importance because of that. And of course, apps will become more important, but every, you know, every, everybody used to say apps will um, decrease the value of domain names or make domain names go away. And that's not going to be true because every app has its own domain name and website. So um, every, if there's a million more apps coming on board in the next uh, year, there'll be a million more domain names registered <laughs> because they need their domain name to have a website in order to download the app. Or if they go to the app store, it still has to reference back the terms and conditions on the website uh, yes. and offer products and services and, and their own support on their website. So as if, if there's more and more apps, there's more and more domain names registered. If there's more and more, you know, whatever on the web, uh, e-commerce sites or whatever, there'll be more and more domain names registered and they'll still remain and become important, in my opinion. Can I ask you, what would you suggest young domainers, new domainers who are just stepping in? Which are the mistakes not to make? Um, so, so everybody thinks that they're not, that people can't get a good domain name because they lost the opportunity back five and 10, 20 years ago because dot coms were taken. But one of the things of that our auctions do is give those uh, new domainers an uh, opportunity to acquire really good domain names in dot com, dot net, dot org and other extensions at reasonable prices because, um, because there's a lot of them for sale uh, and people are moving on to other things. And so they're flipping out of some of their domain names. And so they have the opportunity to get them. So, um, um, you know, some of the, some of the mistakes I wouldn't make is registering thousands of domain names in, you know, any one given extension, not knowing what the future of that extension is going to be. So I would diversify a bit and I would look at the most popular trends and, you know, technology trends and what's in the news and some of the future trends that are coming and, use your um, head before you, um, you know, register a bunch of domain names. I would stay the shorter, the better. I would, I would, I would stay with keywords and dictionary terms and uh, urban dictionary terms and some of the new um, sequencing of domain names and um, um, two letter and three letter uh, and two number and three number names will always have value because they're a rare commodity or rare asset. Um, uh, those types of uh, decisions are, you know, going to be very important as well. Um, and, um, you know, developing a website instead of just holding on to names is important as well. So, uh, you know, do something with a couple of the domain names, build a website. Now the tools are so easy to build websites. You know, it's, uh, you know, everybody has a website template builder and all the registrars have website builders that are pretty easy and you can put up some basic content and uh, have some presence. So let's good. say you had $2,000 right now and half an hour time to invest in for the first domainer. What would you do? The first places you would visit then? Well, the market, you know, the, the without, without using your friends. Come on, your network is 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you're not going to if you're not going to bid at our auction or try to get a domain name, I mean, there's there's a lots of platforms that you can get good domain names um, with that two thousand dollars. Either you know a couple of them or whatever. So the Afternic Marketplace and GoDaddy Marketplace and Uni Registry Marketplace and uh, and you know as many others. Uh, you know uh, the Epic Marketplace. So there's lots of names listed in various places that are really good and. Uh, you know, not everybody's looking for a 10 times return on their domain name. Some people are looking for a 20% return. So they're repricing their names at something reasonable. That's more like a normal business investment. So, you know, back in the old days, you know, guys that were my customers were looking for 10 to a hundred times what they spent on a domain name in terms of their return on investment. And that was, that was legitimate back then because, you know, they put out a lot of money on lots of domain names and they wanted big returns on the handful of sales they had every year. But today, if you look at a different strategy of having, you know, a 20% return to a 50% return, which a lot of people are doing, that's a good return on investment for domain names and being able to buy in and flip out, buy in and flip out. And a lot of people are making, are very successful at that. And so that would be what I would do uh, with that money. I would buy buy and flip and buy and flip until I grew uh, either a nice portfolio of names to do, to to have, you know, to to land a a little uh, diamond or a piece of gold and one of those acquisitions. Um, but I would try to make money, you know, um, I registered 2000 domain names before I just, you know, before I put anything up for sale and thank God, even without Google and Yahoo and marketing, um, just from web traffic and type in traffic, I was able to generate 14 sales my second year that paid for my renewals. What you don't want to do is have such a big renewal debt that you run into a problem that you're not able to, be self-sufficient or self-funding. Yes. Yes. You want to be able to break even or make money every year to hold that inventory. And that inventory gets expensive depending on what the extension is and depending on how much, uh, how many domain names you have. And now there's going to be price increases. You know, .com is going to go up in price by 7% or so over the next couple of years. So, you know, even your domain names that are cheap don't become so cheap anymore. That, that, that $8 and something moves up to $10 pretty quickly. And so that increase adds up when you have hundreds of names or thousands of names, of course. So the carrying costs of that um, inventory becomes expensive. So you need to generate sales to pay off that inventory unless you're loaded and you can wait it out. I don't think you can wait it out like you used to in the old days. I think you have to I think you have to generate sales on a regular basis to be successful. Maybe out of this auction, could you point out like three, four, maybe five names from this go daddy auction or namescom auction? That are that are what that are uh... be good as the first investment. Oh. I, I, I am an advocate of not buying rubbish names. Better buy okay. one or two good names, hold on them. Even if you don't sell them, at least you are not buried in 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 renewals. Right. So so the good news about this auction is that yes. there's a ton of names that were at no reserve. So um, um, instead of picking out a specific names, I would look at, the, I would look at the no reserve names. Um, which, can I show your screen? What's that? I can show your screen and then we can quickly. Yeah. So I don't screen. need to click on anything, right? Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I, this is really small for me to see, but okay, uh, you, you can zoom in. What's that? You can zoom in easily. Control. Yeah. I'm trying to see here. Yes. I can't. Here, you know, it's better yet. It's, uh, oh, just, just open your tab and you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So, um, 
So you can see that uh, some of the names that have met reserve already, like here, yes. here's a great name right here, med.org, uh, which is met reserve. Um, so now it's at $5,200. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic name. That was at no reserve. And, um, and, and now it's at 50, you know, it's at $5,100. Um, so I would look for the names that already hit reserve that, uh, that, um, that already have, uh, you know, good prices on it. Um, some of the three letter domain names. Now, if you have less money, I would look at some of the names in the back. Um, so let us, let us say a person has got a budget of $2,000. That's it. Of $2,000? Yes. Well, I'm not sure what's going to sell less than $2,000. I mean, here a popular name uh, that's that's getting a lot of interest is this earthlings.com name. Okay. Um, it's already hit reserve, but um, it's already, it's under $2,000 right now. I think it's going to go well above $2,000. Um, there's... there's Things that are trending like hempgrowing.com. That's another good name uh, that was priced at, at a very low reserve price. Um, I'm looking at for some other ones that are really good. Um, there's so many good names in here. Um, there's a there's a there's a good hack of a domain name which is single.es. So the Spanish extension for singles. Okay. So it's uh, s i n g l dot e f and it spells singles. Um, those hacks are really good and valuable and good shorteners as well. That's, that's priced, um, to sell, um, as well. Um, um, and there are no restrictions for, uh, owning Spanish names now. No, that's, no. that's wide open. Yes. Um, that's, that's wide open. Um, a lot of, a lot of the .net names are, are priced really good at, and then no reserve and same with the .org name. So you don't have to be all about .com um, because .net and .org are extremely popular, especially with all the publicity with .org and what's going on there. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with having .org names for the future because they're going to become more valuable in my opinion, um, especially with a private company, you know, private company that's going to make some investment on making it a big extension um, in my mind. So I would look at the three letter, dot nets and and dot org names uh the ones that um the ones that uh um that spell out words for sure and there's some that would, there's there's going to be a handful of names that are just going to be entered in um today or tomorrow okay. that are going to be fresh to the to the party that are going to have some really good action on them that um will be new that i would invest in for sure okay really interesting list yeah a lot of really good names with keywords um, uh, in, in .com, .net, .org, and other extensions that are priced to sell here, for sure. Awards.net, yes. What's that? Awards.net. Yeah. Awards, yes. lot, lots of good .net, .net, .org names, and, of course, .com names. Um, but you can pick up some of those .net, and um, even some four-letter .com names, you'll be able to pick up for, you know, $2,000. Which you know they're they're rare. They have limited they have limited uh, quantity. So oh, so four letter ones. Yeah, four letter .coms. There's a lot of four letter .coms in the, on the list that um, are priced under two thousand dollars. And decent ones, yes. Oh yeah, lots of lots of really decent ones. Not the horrible ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's, there's a wide variety, but you know to some to some the horrible ones are good names, and to some the the, the great names are horrible names. You know, to, to each his own. So that's why we put it. That's why we put a nice variety of them in there. <laughs> so and what would you say to the established domainers? 
Um, well, what do you mean about the auction? No, just just, in just, just just a tip to domainers who've been in industry, let's say for five years, for seven years. Um, you know, I, I would I would look to the next couple of years of, of not holding so much inventory and putting it back out on the market. But, you know, there's a new audience of names that, you know, of, of which we just talked about of some of the newcomers in the industry that are starving to get in. And they would like to get some of the domain names that have been held for a while to, to do stuff with and to make that investment. Um, so holding on a bunch of inventory doesn't really make sense to me in these days. I think that you need to turn some of that inventory and uh, and take some profits off the table and then offer some of those new domain names to some of the newcomers in the industry that can make something of them or keep the market going by flipping them as well and building something up in the future. Um, if everybody held all the real estate in the world and never sold it, then no one ever would be able to buy a piece of property. So, <laughs> you know, it takes it takes buyers and sellers and uh, to, to keep a market fluid. And uh, the more fluid our market is, the better it is for everybody. And uh, it raises the it raises the water for everyone. It raises the tide for everyone. So that's in new extensions, existing extensions, everything. To, to hold and to hoard the names uh, in this market doesn't make any sense to me, especially with a bunch of new TLDs still coming. Uh, ICANN's going to put another 1,000 uh, on the market probably in the next couple of years. So then you're going to not have 1,000 additional TLDs. You're going to have 2,000. And when you have so much inventory uh, on the table, there is it, it does devaluate the 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 prime piece of real estate, just like not, not again, the prime one, won't it? it of course it will. Um, because if I can get the same extension, if I can get the same keyword in another extension at a cheaper price, um, at a, as a new generation user, I'm not who doesn't care that much to get a dot com, then I'm gonna go for that choice. Just let them grow, let them grow. Well, just just remember. Once upon a time, there was only one toll-free number, and it was 800. Now there's 20 of them. So, and all 20 of those those toll-free numbers are fully used. Yes. So it took years to do, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen with new TLDs too. So, you know, dot eight, you know, 888 is almost as popular as 800, and 877 is just right behind that. So, so the same thing happens with extensions. You know. Um, there's not only going to be one dot com that's going to hold the market forever when there's all these other choices. It's just natural behavior and history and evolution over time for new users that they're not going to use a dot com if they're a new user like my kids. Again, they don't if you ask your children, they don't know what com stands for. I bet you half the people on this call, you know, on the show doesn't don't know what com actually stands for. So, you know, it's not a dictionary term. So what does it stand for? Commercial? Yeah, it's commercial. But, you know. Is commercial, but people would think it's communication and, and community and commerce. And, um, you know, so there, you know, if you, I asked the room in, of domainers at a show three years ago, half of them got it wrong, <laughs> you know, at a domain conference. They didn't know what com stood for. So it's not a dictionary term where a lot of these new extensions are dictionary terms, you know, yes. you know, we have dot cars and, you know, dot law. And, you know, and, and dot insurance and, you know, names that are common sense words. And you've put a, you put a name before that, that makes sense. Like buy dot insurance or buy dot cars. One would say that buy dot cars might be more valuable someday than buy cars.com when the com doesn't mean anything. And yeah. two, two keywords in the front and the back of that dot drive traffic. So it's just something to think about over time. You know, uh, again, I, I started my company in the dot-com yes. era and I, and I sold tons of names in it and I, I'm a true believer in it, but things but, will ev evolve over time. <laughs> but, but before that, 
Google has to let those names in in the search results. Well, they are. And uh, Google, ironically, Google is the owner of 70 new extensions themselves. And so is Amazon. And so is, you know, and Microsoft has a ton of them too. So they're obviously invested in them for a reason. They obviously went out and got these extensions for a reason. They didn't do it just to, for, for just doing it. So they all have generic extensions that they're launching. You know, um, Amazon is not <laughs> As somebody has been talking that you have changed the, the size. No, you are all about the new, new Gs. Absolutely. No, I, yeah, I, I, I believe in them. It just takes time. You know, people can expect it to happen in a couple of years. It's going to happen over time. Monty and Plus, in the very beginning, you were involved into, when you were involved in .NET, there was something about creating new, GT, uh, new GTLVs as well? Was yeah, it? once upon a time, before I sold my business to, uh, to Oversee, um, um, Bill Gross from Idea Lab, yeah. Bill Gross from Idea Lab approached me and we had a deal on the table to buy my first company before it was Moniker. It was called Domain Systems. And uh, we were going to run the, the new.net business. So the new.net, basically, they're the first ones that had .sex and some of the new extensions because Idea Lab uh, touched 50% of all browsers on the internet back in the, uh, in the late 90s. So they had Earthlink, they had Mindspring, they had uh, Cars Direct, uh, they had Jewelry.com, they bought the .tv registry, so they owned that as well. Um, they had, you know, 25 incubator companies all in under one roof in a big incubator, all with tons of traffic and tons of internet presence. Yes. And so Bill Gross said, why does I can get to control what extensions are created? What if I can do it myself? Yes. And so, uh, we had a deal on the table. I was moving to Pasadena, California with my, at the time, uh, fiance and uh, first wife and, uh, and um, we had a deal on the table and, and a contract signed. And then in 1999, the internet crashed. <laughs> and um, two of their big businesses, uh, you know, lost 90% of their uh, total value. And so they had, uh, they had pets.com um, as one of them and, um, and a couple others. And uh, their public offering, you know, value went down the, down the tubes at the time. And that deal fell apart. And so uh, back in the day, I was going to be one of the pioneers of that. <laughs> but that was, that was a long time ago. That was in, that was in 1999 when we, um, well, sometimes I do hear that. Well, many say, people say internet crashed or something like that. Big boom happened. Well, nothing happened. Just a few big companies lost, lost, lost. Well, no, a lot of, a lot of companies got uh, hurt. But, I, but ironically, in those days, that's what kept me in business. Yes. That, that kept me in business when that internet uh, explosion happened because then people needed to sell their assets uh, to get to get money. And so I was the only game in town selling those assets. Of course, an established one. An established one because I was established for four or five years by that time. And, like, and so we sold millions of dollars worth of domain names back then, helping companies recover costs and stay in the business. And new companies that bought their assets became big, thriving entities to this day as a result of that. So it's amazing how the world turns, you know, and what happens in, in the evolution of the internet. <laughs> it's, it's very ironic. <laughs> so nobody has submitted any names. Let me try. Uh, teens.co.uk. Kings? 
No, teens, teens, teenagers, teens. Are you are you are you asking me if if it's submitted? No, if I could submit a name. Oh. It is it is a name of mine. I oh. 80% of my domain names. I hold so, so dot uk obviously is a popular extension. We have we have Queen, uh Queens, I think queen.co.uk and king.co.uk already on the in the offer. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean in in pre-bidding. So uh so again the .co.uk is a limited market to the British, you know, community. So uh, it is a popular extension. You know, um it's not going to be as popular as some of the other extensions that are in the auction. Um Obviously. Because, you know, a lot of Americans probably aren't going to be buying .co.uk names. Okay. So, and regarding the European names or country extensions, you have German ones and British ones, yes? UK, the UK ones. We have some .co.uk, some .uk names. We have, we have the .es names because they are, some, some of them are the, I, I explained, we had singles with .es, which is a hack. Yes. Sorry. Did you say separate .uk ones? Yeah, we have a .uk. We have we have .co.uk and .uk. Oh, that's a, uh, and are they are, do they come in pairs or separate? Um, some of them came in pairs and some are separate. So there's a there's a handful of them in pre bidding. Nothing selected for auction yet, but they're in pre bidding. Do you accept them as separate ones? Um, I think they were submitted as as uh, together. So um, well, but, now. Now, when the market has become open, uh, many domainers are selling the .uk ones, and they are keeping the .co.uk ones. Yeah, uh, probably it was the first established name. Well, no. Okay. Anyway, yeah. My, my suggestion. So, so, so there's some uh, there's some German extension names. I'm sorry. Knowing, sorry, knowing British market, I would I would never ever suggest anybody buying .uk without .co.uk. Yeah, and, and otherwise, and vice versa. Yes. Yeah. And German names? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's some, there, Well, we have x.de in there. There's w.de in there. So some single letter of rare names are in there. Uh, there's a couple other .de names in there. Um, um, uh, I, have to th- I have to look through the whole list, but there's various extensions. There's some .tvs. Um, there's, some, um, there's some other extensions that are more popular extensions, you know, um, it, and that has a market, you know, um, you, you can't, you can't put in an, you know, names in an auction like this that have little markets or have restrictions. Obviously you can't do that. So, um, fantastic. Monty. And something for the, something for the end. Where everybody should go. Just, um, yeah. You know, everybody who's interested in, in a bidding on domain names, please go to uh, sign up for the remote bidding system which you can get to uh, from the link that you provided, which is uh, the ROTD.com link and hit the NamesCon auction link. And it gives you all the information about how to bid, what, how to sign up. Um, and um, um, that platform, people can start signing up for a remote bidding now to participate in that. And remember the auctions at 4.30 Central Standard Time. Um, and it will run till about 7.30 Central Standard Time on Thursday. And then all the other names will remain in the extended auction uh, through February 14th. So there'll be lots of opportunity to bid in the, in the extended auction as well. It's Valentine's Day. Perfect day. Perfect day to buy your loved one a domain name. <laughs> Monty, it was absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. And uh, good luck to everybody for in the auction. I hope to see as many people as I can at that NamesCon. 
And if not in NamesCon uh, Texas, probably in Germany in the summertime. Fantastic. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Take care.